everyone, Frankie here and welcome to another episode of Boxing Talk with Frankie. So today's special guest is a former amateur boxer, former bodybuilder, black belt martial arts world champion, Phil Davis. Hi Frankie. Hello. Um, so today's, we're going to have like a main topic, not two main topics. So it's going to be who deserves the title shot. We've got a lot of fighters lined up that we're going to talk about then. And so, yeah, we've got um, Uzik, Chizora, White and Kubrat Pulev. So, yeah, let's get straight into it. So, um, first off, the number one contender stats, or the contender stats I have just here. So, um, yeah. So, right now, the number one contenders for every bell, um, we have Trevor Bryan, which I've never heard of. I don't know. Um, but he's the WBA heavyweight or WBA number one contender. For the WBC, it's Deontay Wilder, as he was the former champion for it. IBF is Kubrat Pulev, which, as we know, we're going to be talking about him today. Um, WBO is Alexander Uzik, and IBO is Alexander Uzik. So Uzik's got Uzik's actually got quite a good setup. So, what do you think? First off, let's go for Kubrat Pulev. What do you think on him? I think he's a steady boxer. I mean, I think what I would say about him is that he's made some... He's had some really good fights, but he's had some appalling fights as well. He's injury-prone, picks on injuries a lot. The other thing about him as well is that he gets really... Um, he gets really exuberant. Did you uh, see the thing on after his last fight where he almost got banned because he made uh, inappropriate comments to a female reporter in America. No, uh, but no, yeah, I'd did. like and to. He, sort of, and he, he got himself involved in, in some silliness and he almost got suspended for that. Um, he's a good steady boxer. He's not ever really pulled up any trees. He's never really been an amazing heavyweight. He's not terrible, not by any means, but I'd, I'd make the argument there's lots of other heavyweights in the top ten uh, who are more deserving of, of, of number one contender status than him. Dillian White is is by is way in a way better position, just in terms of what he's done. Well, he has only lost once, so there's only one people, one person in the world that's able so far that's able to beat him. He he's a very good boxer. Um, he's twenty eight and one, as I think I've already mentioned, his one loss. But yeah, so if he could go for any title, then he would have to go for anti Joshua. Well, he's going for Joshua's title. But but the thing to remember as well, I think, is that, is that especially with the because there's so many different associations, so many different belts out there, you're going to have a lots of varying different who's who's their number one contender, and. Just because he's only had one defeat doesn't mean that he's that good in comparison with other fighters. Yeah. What it means is, is this is, I'm not saying that he's a manufactured uh, fighter. He's not. He's, he's, he's gone out there and had fights. He's had fights in America. He's had fights all over Europe. He's a good fighter. Mm. But uh, you could easily make the same argument about lots of other people. And mm. the other thing about him as well is he's, he's very injury prone. He's had long layoffs. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, I would just think that sort of he's a number one contender for, for Joshua's title Joshua's got to fight him Joshua wants to pay him to stand aside so he can fight Fury um, yeah. but, but Puliev's not having that he's waited a long time for his fight so he's not having that he's going he's gonna to want to fight so 
I, I just think that he's he's a good fighter. I think he's got a, he's got a decent chance against Joshua because he's durable. He doesn't go down very much. He's got a hard head. He can take a punch. Well, I've never I've I know things about him, but I haven't really seen that much of his fights. But he's got um, a good record. But records you've seen before. There's people going against I don't know like Fury or Joshua with an amazing like I don't know 15 you know 15 KOs inside of the first round. Awesome record, but they're not actually a good boxer. They've, no, they've just got a good record. Well, it, like I just said, you know, a, a good record can be manufactured. I'm not saying that he's a manufactured fighter, but I think there's lots of other people who are, are equally as good, or if not better. You could make the argument that Fury is the same. Fury is a great defensive boxer, mm. but apart from the uh, the Wilder fights and his fight against Klitschko, mm. name me his other memorable fights that he's had other than those. Uh. I don't know, because he, he lost to Klitschko, didn't he? No, he won. He, uh, Tyson Fury's never been beat. Oh, I thought you were on about Kubert Poulet. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he's... he's you can, just because somebody's um, got a really good record doesn't mean that they've always been a really good boxer. Mm. You know, and I just think that that's what happens with, with, with heavyweights. And, and because heavyweights, uh, the heavyweight division is really difficult. You only have to take one punch. You have to make one mistake. In heavyweight boxing, one second of, of of not concentrating results in you getting your lights turned out. Yeah, well, he also has Charles Martin just behind him, but if I'm being honest, I've never heard of him either. Charles Martin was the the he was the first person that uh, Joshua took his the title from. He was world champion. He came to, I think he came to the UK, didn't he, for the fight? I don't really uh, know that many. Yeah, he came to the UK for the fight, and, and he was paid a substantial amount of money. He was only champion for a short period of time. Uh, he was paid a substantial amount of money to come to fight Joshua, and just got annihilated really, really quickly. And then he went off, disappeared for quite some time. You never saw anything from him. He was living in Australia on a beach at one point, uh, yeah. but he's, he's back in boxing now, and I think he was due to fight Dominic Brazil at one point but I'm not sure if that's yeah. happened I think if he did go against Dominic Brazil he would probably win and Dominic Brazil is a good fighter but he's just doesn't have it for the he's been against Joshua and Wilder but he just doesn't really have it no he's not He's not that. he hasn't got that big X factor has he he's not yeah. a really interesting fighter but I'll be perfectly honest with you Dominic Brazil will just beat up Charles Martin yeah. As well, Charles Martin is in, in the same, mm. same standard, not by any means. Well, Kubert Poulet or Kubert Poulet, God, I can't say his name. Whatever his name is, Poulet. his yeah, Poulet. His last three fights were against um, Rydell Booker, um, Bogdan Dinu, and Huey Fury. Yeah. And Huey Fury's been the distance with Povetkin. Um, he did lose, but he's um. Still quite a decent boxer, so um, Pulev has beaten Huey. But, um, but that's what I mean. If I said to you earlier on, and when I was saying to you that Pulev may have only had, had what, one loss, but just look at who he's fought. Look yeah. at his last three fights. None of those three guys are going to be contenders for a world title. Mm. That's a fact. Well, none of, them are, none of them are actually in the top ten of contenders. No. So... If, if he's thinking of fighting Joshua, he's going to need to step it up with, I don't know, Uzik or Oscar Rivas, someone good or someone who's actually in the top five at least to be able to get even get a chance to go against Joshua. Well, Pulev is fighting Joshua next. 
Is he? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, he is. He's fighting. He's, he's fighting Joshua next, and he, and I, I do not know anything. Joshua, Joshua is trying to get Pulev to stand aside, mm. but Pulev uh, so that he can fight Fury, uh, Tyson Fury, quite quickly. But uh, Pulev has said, "Look, I've waited for my fight. I'm not standing mm. aside." So he's going to fight him. Um, I think that I mean, given what I just said and, and the sort of caveat that it's it's heavyweight boxing, you get your lights turned out at any point, you get knocked mm. out at any point. Uh, I still think that Joshua's got way too much for for Pulev. Yeah, um, so that's Pulev. Yep. Uh, so that's the first person who um, we've highlighted. Um, next person, we've got Derek Chisora. Now, Del Boy. He's, I don't know, about him, I don't really think he has it. I mean, he's got nine losses. That's quite a lot of losses. But, uh, again, record doesn't matter. But he's lost to Dillian White. Yep. He's lost to fighters like that. I think he's, he's lost to... Well, he's going to fight Usyk, and I think he's going to lose to Usyk. Um, so his last three fights were against... Um, well, his last fight was against David Price, and he won that. He won that by TKO in the fourth... Um, well, he won that by TKO. So that was... So he's beat David Price, but seriously... David Price isn't good. In my opinion, he's good, but he's not good enough to... You know, Price go- is limited. Mm. Price is limited. He's always been limited. The thing with, thing with Del Boy, everybody calls, in boxing terms, everybody calls David, uh, Derek Chisora Del Boy. Mm. Uh, he, and he, he, there's two things with him, always with, with Del Boy, is that he is, he's a great battler. The, the problem that he's got is he's, he's very poorly disciplined. Yeah. So he'll always have a hole in his fight. So he'll either be, he'll be fighting really, really well, and his engine will go because he has prepared well, well enough. Mm-hmm. He's never been able to put together a really good camp, get into the prime condition, and be able to execute. Mm. On the few occasions when he's done that, he's pushed people really, really far. He had a really his first fight with with uh, Dillian White was amazing. Yeah, it that was, was a really, really good fight. fight. Uh, I think he, if I'm honest with you, if he'd taken his chances in, I think the eighth or ninth round, he would have won that fight because he had uh, Dillian White rocked. But again, the problem for for Chisora is he's a lot older than he used to be. Everybody's mm. a lot older than he used to be, but he's sort of he's got an older an older in the in the in heavyweight boxing is. It's a hard sport to be older in. He's taken yeah. some shots. He's had some fights, some real hard fights over the years. Mm. And I think the other thing for him as well is, like I said, it's that discipline issue. He's never really in the exact physical condition he should be. He changes trainers every five minutes. He changes camps every five minutes. Bear in mind, he had a, 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 a long-standing feud with David Hay for years and years and oh, years. Oh, yeah. They, and it all broke out. And then before you know it... Right, uh, David Hayes is his promoter and his, his trainer. Yeah, so, da- da- so what I saw was David Hay, when they faced off, a, I think it was the O2 Arena were, or something like that, um, David Hay hooked him, and at that point, it wasn't a boxing match. They were just kind of got in an argument. No, it was a press conference. Mm. Oh, yeah, David Hay punched him, and then in the fight, David, Chisora, David Hay said there was some mistakes that... David Hayes seen him doing fights, seen Derek Trezor do, and was practicing that on the pad, what he was going to do. And then Derek Trezor made that mistake, Hayes did what he did, and then he made that mistake again, and then that's when um, Derek Trezor got knocked out. Derek Trezor's excuse was the floor, well, that it was raining and the floor was slippy. Yeah, he, still, think, he still got knocked out, though. But the thing with Trezor is, is, is that he's never really fully prepared. He's got, he has this, this thing where he goes to press conferences, 
Derek Tajora has never done a calm press conference ever. Every press conference that he goes to, every press conference he's ever at, he either throws the table over, yeah. starts screaming at people, <laughs> spits water at Vladimir Klitschko, slap David Hay. He's, he's crazy. It's just what he does. Yeah, well, uh, but it's uh, mind he, games. Yeah, well, well, he feels that it's a mind game. The problem with that is it's, if you're going to be a boxer and you're going to be a heavyweight boxer who's confrontational and get into it with people, that's absolutely fine. The problem you've got is that if you're going to do those things, you've got to be able to back it up. And what he does is he creates animosity with his opponents, causes loads and loads of controversy, and then invariably gets knocked out. Yeah. And that's not that's not not a good uh, that's not a good form, formula for heavyweight mm. boxing. But I do think that he's going to. It looks like he's going to fight Uzek, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I think if Uzek wants to to uh, to beat Chisora easily. He's got to get Chisora to the later rounds. For for seven or eight rounds, Derek Chisora is as dangerous as any heavyweight in the in the game. I've seen um, I've seen um, both of these two fighters fight. Um, I think Uzik has it. Chisora's a lot bigger than Uzik because Uzik was a cruiserweight. Chisora's never been that. He's he's always been. When you think of heavyweight, you think of either a fury body type a ripped up body type or Chisora body type like a kind of a big he's a big he's a chunky yeah. lad isn't he yeah he's a chunky so lad. I think he will be use his size to his, to his advantage in the first couple of rounds but he will I think he will get knocked out by Uzik soon I mean Uzik's got power Uzik, Uzik isn't I mean he's, a, he's Uzik is, is almost like a, he's a um, he's a very similar heavyweight to Holyfield yeah uh, in that sort of he's manufactured he started as a cruiserweight he was quite light for a heavyweight like you said Chisora's never been that he's just always been a big heavy lump and I think he's got the power I think the problem for for Uzek is that for seven rounds eight rounds Chisora is as good as any heavyweight in the game where he lets himself down is his fitness and I think that if he isn't fit um, he'll have a real problem with Uzek but if Uzek gets him past seven or eight rounds he'll take him apart because Chisora will blow well, at, at the IBO title, Chisora's only ranked number eight contender. Yeah. He's ranked number nine at the WBO and IBF, and he's not even ranked on WBC. Um, and on WBA, he's number nine. So he doesn't... He's not... He's, he doesn't have... I don't think... I know contender doesn't really make a difference... Like, but I think those are accurate. I think I'll be honest with you. I think those are about accurate for Chisora. I don't think I. I think Uzik's gonna knock him out. in a if if I if I could, I would say it would be round eight. It'll be, is that what, is that your prediction? You saying round yeah, eight? Yeah, round eight, seven or nine. Any of no, those, no, no. You got to choose one. Okay, round eight then. Chance, not not. Okay. Um, Chisora's Uzik's not gonna be used to it because cruiserweight they've got less of a chin, less less. Well, not necessarily, but. And less power because they're smaller, smaller people. Yeah, your chin are. is denoted by your size, your neck. That's how you soak up shots. If you look at Mike Tyson's training regime, look at pretty much any heavyweight, and, and uh, Holyfield did that. Um, I think Joshua does it. They all do it. it their, their neck is what they, they work on their neck all the yeah. time. In terms of having a big neck, big traps, that's how you soak shot, shots up. If, if Uzek's got a, 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 uh, an issue, it will be that he's. He's a, like you said, he's a, he's a cruiserweight who's moving up to heavyweight. Yeah. So 
is whether or not he can soak up that power for the initial rounds. But I think he will. I think he'll I think he'll soak up the uh, Chisora's power for the initial rounds and then take him seven or eight, like you said. Yeah, well, um, Uzik's, he the chin, Chisora's got a stronger chin and um, I, don't, I think Uzik's not going to be ready for that. I think he's going to think it's going to be easier to... He doesn't re realise how hard it is going to drop him. But also, Uzik has fought a former heavyweight champion, Tony Bellew. And as we know, Tony Bellew's beaten David Hay. He's, he was the top of the heavyweights at one point. So Who was? Um, Bellew. No, he wasn't. Well, he, he beat Hay. He, he's beat Hay. Thing, the thing you've got to remember is all, all of those fighters that you just mentioned, David Hay, ex-cruiserweight champion. Tony Bellew, ex-cruiserweight champion. So they are cruiserweight Uzek, fighters. Ex-cruiserweight uh, um, ex champion. They're all cruiserweights. All of them. Bellew is the... If you, if you listen to the way that Bellew talks about himself when he had the opportunity to fight really big heavyweights the first thing he said was no way I'm not fighting that guy because he's too big the thing a heavyweight now is really heavyweights nowadays are really the, 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 at the top of the tree are they're super, what used to be called super heavyweights they're massive guys now. yeah well um, in in his amateur well well, let's go back to Pulev just for a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds in his amateur he was a super heavyweight yeah so um Say if you're good, like two hundred and seventy-five pound, which are quite heavy, mm -hmm. then you'll be, and there's someone else two hundred and seventy-one pound, and that that would be classed as like a super heavyweight fight because it's too heavy. Like it is, but that's only in the amateurs. In the professional yeah. game, it's it's just a cut-off point. They don't do super heavyweight and heavyweights anymore. They just mm -hmm. say. You reach this if you're this over this weight. It's a heavyweight fight. Mm -hmm. In the amateurs, that's why Pulev was was described as a super heavyweight when he was in the amateurs, mm -hmm. because that's it's, it's an Olympic standard at that point. Yeah. So they sort of say, well, okay, if you're over this weight, you're a super heavy. Joshua was a super heavy. Tyson Fury would be a super heavy. Um, Bellu said right from the word go, I'm not fighting any of them guys. They're too big for me. I'll get hammered and I'll get knocked out. Yeah. So, um, well, Povetkin, his last fight was against Witherspoons. So that's, he, he, that was his heavyweight debut. But if you look on the rankings, Witherspoons nowhere to be seen. Um, he's not he's not on there. Um, but he did he um, but he beat Chad Witherspoons. So um, yeah. So Povetkin Povetkin is is he's a, he's a good. Heavyweight boxer, but he's, he's too old now. Did oh, I say Povetkin or Uzik? You said Povetkin. I meant Uzik. Oh, God, sorry. Um, I meant Uzik. Okay. But, yeah, so his heavyweight debut was against Witherspoons. Nowhere to be seen on the rankings. So, I think I think he needs one more heavyweight fight, which will be Trezor, before he can get that title. And he needs to do well to be able to get that title shot, I think. I think... Um, so, yeah, so I think... Um, Uzik's got to do well to do, to be able to get that. He's got to beat, not just beat Chizora. He's got to. He's got to beat him convincingly. Hasn't yeah. He? He's got to. Do, he's, I think the thing for for Uzek is that if he wants to be taken seriously as a heavyweight, he's got to win that fight and and win it well because Chizora's got, he's got a, a reputation up to a certain point, but he's got enough of a bad reputation to not be taken that seriously anymore. So the idea is. Uzek's got to look good beating Chisora mm. and then he's got to try and, and go for a title fight. Yeah, so who do you think would win? Oh yeah, you've already mentioned Uzek. Okay. I think Uzek will beat Chisora. I think if if Uzek takes him past seven rounds, he'll beat him. He'll beat him because of his age, because of his conditioning. The one thing about Uzek is he's always in great condition. 
He's never, he ne he's never overweight, he never looks overweight, he's never flabby, he's never soft. He always yeah. looks like he can go rounds. Mm. Um, so, yeah, next up we have um, Dilly White. I think Dilly White, even though now he's kind of starting to drop, not that heavy, but he's got people overtaking him, he was, no he was number one contender for ages, like yeah. absolutely ages. Now he's number... Now he's number three contender. Um, he was number one for the IBO, but now um, Uzek and Ruiz have overtaken him. He's had some bad luck. Yeah. He's um, had some bad luck. I think the problem for him is that, sort of, one, he doesn't know how to play the game for promoters nor the rest yeah. of it. Sometimes he's happy with Eddie Earns, other times he's not happy with Eddie Earns. Uh, I think he changes between different promoters all the time. He kind of tries, wants to be able to manage himself, and that doesn't work for him. I think the other thing as well is he gets himself into, seems to get into really silly situations. Because remember he had that drugs test thing, didn't he? Yeah. Um, where he almost got suspended. Um, he's a great boxer. Oh yeah, 2012, yeah. wasn't it? Drugs. No, no, it was, it, was, it was last year. Oh, well, he's failed drugs in Yeah, he failed, he failed a drugs test at that yeah, point. Yeah, drug but he's, he's been over, Yeah, he's been overturned. This is like the second time he's had that. Mm. The problem for him is that sort of he gets himself into silly situations. That being said, he's a good boxer. I think he's very hard done by because he's been like you said he's been number one contender for about three or four of the associations for a long time uh, and not, never got a title fight I think um, the, the problem that he's got is like I said his is, is management isn't great I think he switches between different promoters that doesn't work too well for him I think that he needs to sort of find one promoter and stick with him well, and, he's... And, he'll, and he'll get he'll get a title shot and he should have a title shot his last couple of fights was against Mez. I can't say this name. Maruz Watch. Yeah. Um. He, that um. That was ten rounds, and he won by unanimous decision. Yeah. Um. He beat Oscar Rivas. Yeah. By unanimous decision. That was twelve rounds. He knocked out Derek Chisora in the was it the eleventh? Um, sure um. He got a unanimous decision against Joseph Parker. And he knocked out Lucas Brown, which I actually watched that fight, not live, I've just seen it. And that was a very sick knockout. Good left hand, very cool knockout. And that was in round six. Yeah. He's got uh, good power, he's got good concussive power. I think he's overcome some of the stuff that he used to have. He, he never used to seem to take it that seriously, or he's training, but he trains at Loughborough now, which is just down the road from here. He, he, he literally, yeah, he parks up at Loughborough University and, and, tra and only trains there. Um, and 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 that's all he does, and he sort of so he goes into camp here. He's got, I think he, he hires out a, a barn or sort of up here and lives there, and he and, and he tends to spend a lot of his time in this, in this area. Um, that being said, he takes himself a little bit more seriously as a professional boxer. He fights a lot better than he used to. He's had some really good fights. He's been, like I said, he's been number one contender forever, and he ought to have been champion by now. I think the problem that he's got, his management isn't great. He goes from, you know, being the next in line all the time to all of a sudden he's down the pecking order. I mean, I remember sort of not too long ago he was at, at uh, Deontay Wilder was being said, being told he had to to fight him, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden he's he's out of the reckoning again. I think he's like, if I'm honest with you, I think he's going to be like Ruiz. Him and Ruiz are both going to really struggle to break into that top yeah. four and get a title shot. Again. Well, the last person we didn't really highlight him, but. Now it's kind of up to potential. So 
I'm just going to be talking about two fighters that I've highlighted that we've already mentioned, one here that are kind of coming up. So first off, Uzik. I've already mentioned him. He's 17 and 0, 17 KOs, I'm pretty sure. He's really good. Um, he's a good. He's number one contender for IBO, WBO. He's um, number two contender for WBC. He's number three contender for WBA, and number three contender for for IBF. So in all, every belt he's in the, within the top three, which is good. He's also, um, I think he's got massive potential. By his twenty fight. 20th fight, he will be against Joshua or something like that, I think. I Joshua. think he will be, but I think the one thing he's got to do more than anything else is he's got to get rid of that ridiculous hairstyle that he's got. Yeah. He's got a top bun. Have you seen it? Uh, well, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I, it, it was... On the bow you fight, it was like really normal hair. Well, not normal, but... He's got a top bun. Confusing. Just, now he's got a bun. If he gets rid of his bun, I'll, I'll start rating him as a boxer. Yeah. I rate him anyway, but he really needs to get rid of that bun. And as I'm an expert on hair, you know, because of my, my fantastic hairstyle that I've got. So who was the other fighter that you wanted to see? So, Daniel Dubois. So Dubois's good. He's a great boxer. I think Dubois will be... Dubois will, in the next three, maybe four years, will definitely win one of the heavyweight titles. He's, he's got everything. He's got, got great um, management. He's with Frank Warren. Frank Bruno as well. No, he's, he's with Frank Warren. Frank, uh, Bruno. What? Frank Bruno isn't manager. Frank Bruno, I think, acts as a mentor. He think, think he trains, trains at the same gym that uh, Bruno used to train Yeah, he, he goes to Peacock Gym, which had Lennox Lewis and yeah, that's right. um, Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno, there's been a couple of clips of him training, saying he's got huge yeah. potential. He has, he's brilliant. He's, mm. he's got height, he's got power, he's got reach. He's got all of it. I think that... Um, He's he's got really good management now. He's on with he's in the same management stable as Fury. He's got, I think he'll he'll do really well well in the next three years. If he doesn't make a mistake and he doesn't start taking silly fights, mm. he'll do well. I think he'll definitely win the title. Well, he's actually for WBO. I was actually really surprised about this number three contender. Mm. So the only two people he's got in front of him is Joseph Parker and Uzik. Yeah. Um. So. That's actually quite good to only have 15 fights and already be number three contender. Yeah, but I mean that that association is the weakest one of all of them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, like you said, for him to even be in that conversation in, yeah. after 15 fights is, is really good. He's also for um, WBC. He's also number seven ranked, which is quite good as well. He's only he's got Joseph Parker, Ruiz, Ortiz, Oscar Rivas, Uziek and Wilder in front of him, mm-hmm. which are quite good fighters. I think. A couple more fights, give him five or th- four more fights. He'll be WBC around number three, two. IBO, he'll be probably number number one contender, I think. Yeah. Or possibly even champion. So I think, I think he's got huge potential. Yeah, he's so. a big lad. He's a, thing is, he's got the size, he's got the reach, he's got the height. Mm. That makes a massive difference in boxing now. Yeah. Thing to remember is sort of like you know, thirty, forty years ago, heavyweights were really small mm. compared with where they are now. Yeah, so to quickly wrap it up, um, who do you think deserve? Who do you think deserves the next title shot? Me. Or who do you think? I do. That's it. Now I'm only joking. Um, I think um, I think that the next three or four months will make some make some massive differences to that. I think that if if Fury beats Joshua, then that starts a trilogy that's going to go on for a very long time. And I think that if Fury beats Tr- Joshua. 
that's going to be one of them situations where all other heavyweights are going to have to hold and get nothing for quite a long time. Because those sort of fights and the, the sort of money that's going to be involved in those fights are going to mean that every other heavyweight is going to be pushed to the side and have to wait a long time for a, heavy, for a, a title shot. Yeah, so I think... I don't know, I think Uzik, I think out of everyone, it's either Uzik or Dubois, for now, probably now, it depends if Uzik wins his Chisor fight and how he wins it, but for future, like, I don't know, next year or something, um, Dubois, definitely, 100%. If he can keep up what he's doing, I think Dubois got it. He's a very powerful and speedy fighter that I think if he can keep it up, he will be able to... Knock, he'll be able to get a championship. Yeah, wouldn't argue. Yeah, so um, thank you everyone who listened, if anyone did. Um, so, net to, so next episode's going to be next week, so make sure to listen to that. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.